Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Doing my post-draft pod um, for the basically the Dallas Mavericks and the NBA. Now, um, Dallas didn't have a first-round pick, but they did trade their way back into the second round. And we'll talk about that, plus the um, undrafted free agent uh, sort of exhibition signing they had as well. But uh, first, I guess we will start out with the Mavs part of the draft before I sort of go over the um, draft overall. Um, now, Dallas, like I said, didn't have a first-round pick. That first-round pick was officially traded to Houston for Christian Wood. Um, the trade seemed like it was all over the place at first, but I think at the end of the day, it was just the four players in the draft pick. And then that draft pick was subsequently traded off somewhere else. But that, I think, but, um, that really isn't important to like, you know, Mavs news. So I I didn't, once I found out that pick was gone, I didn't care where it went. Um, and the four players. So, um, the Mavericks did get, you know, get Christian Wood. Um, they had traded their second round pick in the Porzingis trade, so they didn't have a second round pick. However, um, around pick thirty seven, I think it was, they traded some future second round picks for um, Jalen Hardy. Now, um, some people uh, like this trade. Most people like this trade. There are a few people out there that that didn't like it for whatever. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't like it because, I mean, the way I see it is you, you basically, you brought in a guy to replace, um, his name's Jaden, I think I said Jalen, Jaden Harden, you brought in a guy, Hardy, Jaden Hardy, sorry, you brought in a guy to basically replace Trey Burke, I mean, that's ultimately what he is, he's Trey Burke's replacement. Um, he was coming out of high school. He was actually the number two prospect and he chose to go to the, the G league ignite. Now the G league ignite is a team that's sort of put together by the G league. I can't remember the guy's name that's involved. It's the heads. It it's, it's somebody famous, but what it is, is you basically take in the high school guys that don't want to go to college who want to play professionally and get paid, but don't want to leave. And they make more money than a regular G League player. I, th- I think they get paid like 100000 a year as opposed to like a regular G Leaguer who gets like 30000 a year or something like that. Like something crazy low. But I-, I think the Ignite guys get about hundred grand a year to play in this G League. And instead of sort of giving them the money and putting them in like a draft pool and letting the teams draft, draft the guys, you know, and uh, separate them all out. They put them on one team. Uh, You know, they did this last year. Uh, Jalen Green was on it. You know, uh, the, uh, the guy that Kaminga, the Golden State guy, he was on it. And their numbers actually last year, if you go back and look like one of the things they talked about is Jane, Jane Hardy's numbers aren't, that different from the problem, I don't want to say problems, but from the non-excitement 
that came with the G League, um, these guys that are playing in the G. Like, it's not working out for these guys as far as putting up stats. Um, the biggest problem, I think, in my opinion, is when you're getting when you're bringing all these guys in, you're bringing them all in, you're putting them on one team. And you're basically, it's like a showcase. And these guys are trying to showcase their skills. They're not trying to, they're not trying to win games. They're not trying to play a team sport to win a game. That's just not what they're doing. They're, they're out there trying to show everybody what they can do. And it's a little bit of just one-on-one the whole time. You know, they're not working pick and rolls and stuff. They're just, they're not. They're not doing anything fundamental. I, I think it's a bad system in my opinion. And like I said, Kaminga and Green didn't have good numbers in the G League last year. They just didn't. And, you know, they were basically drafted based on how well they were prior to that, you know, on their rankings from high school. And, uh, you know, it happened again. The, I, I think the highest G League guy taken was 8th. Um, I, I if I'm not mistaken, maybe 7th. I want to say it was the guy from New Orleans, um, I could be wrong about that. I I'm, I didn't do a good job keeping up with that. I could, I'll go back and I'll look. But I, I just, I think a guy like Jaden Hardy is probably better than what he did in the G League, and I I just don't think it'll be a problem to replace Trey Burke with him. I, I really don't. He's bigger. He's six four, where I think Trey Burke is like six feet. He's got like a 6'9 wingspan where Trey Burke's got like a 4-foot wingspan. And I'm exaggerating. But still, I, I my thoughts on Trey Burke were very public. I wasn't a big fan. And I'll take Jane Hardy all day long, every day, over Trey Burke. You know, you give him 10 to 15 minutes a game during the regular season. Um, you develop him. And, you know, maybe he's somebody that can help you in the future as a point guard off the bench you know you don't draft guys in number 37 to be starters you just don't you know sometimes you get a Nikola Jokic I get it but those are very rare you know the Draymond Greens those are very rare they don't happen all the time and I I think when you have a guy like Jaden Hardy who was so um, highly ranked coming out of high school you know, you, you have a guy who has, I guess they want to call it the pedigree, but it just didn't work out in the G League. And it, it's, I, I think it was a great move. Second round picks can be obviously traded for like any for money. You know, they can, they can come from anywhere and they're not a problem. Next year, they traded their next year's second round pick, but who cares because next year they could you know, trade back into the second round and get another pick. You know, it just, if somebody's there that they want. So, um, there were a couple other guys on the board left that people wanted, like an EJ Liddell or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, I, I think, I, I obviously I do think the Mavs need a big, that EJ Liddell guy, I don't think he was quite a center. I think he's a he was a small center, or a small big, like a a guy that he, I think he's like six eight, but he's real big. He plays bigger than his size or whatever his height or whatever. But I don't know. I, I think 
to me, Jaden Hardy is a guy who everybody had going in the first round. And to fall to 37, I, you you got to take a guy like that. So I think it was a fantastic move. Um, another move in the right direction. Uh, like I said, I, I, I'd like to see them still sign a big. I, I really do think they need a big. I don't think you can go into next year with just Christian Wood. I know people say Maxie's they're a big, but uh, Maxie's not really a big you want to play every day. He He's a guy that you're going to need in the playoffs and you're going to lean on in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, you know, Maxie's not a good rebounder either. You know, Maxie and Powell are just poor at rebounding. Powell's poor at everything, but Maxie is poor at rebounding. And I, I think you need a guy out there who can get a rebound. And I would like to see them use their, their mid-level on, on bringing in a big, somebody who can help them um, rebound, protect the rim, um, and defend other bigs. Now, the Mavericks did sign an undrafted free agent. I've only been able to find really one official. I, I think I saw another one, at, like a camp invite was this other guy. But this Exhibit 10, which gives him a chance to basically play his way onto the team, um, if he's good enough. His name is Marcus Bingham. He's a seven foot center out of Michigan State. I think he played all four years there, so he was a senior. And some people had him going in the second round. I don't think anybody had him going undrafted. I think everybody had him going in the second round. But you know, he's a guy he he could set the screen and he can roll. He could catch lobs. He can defend. He can rebound and he can actually shoot. Now he doesn't really do any of them great, and that's really the reason why he wasn't drafted, right? It's If he did all of that stuff great, he'd have been a first-round pick, right? But he's sort of a guy who's just like a fundamental... Um, he's, he's, he's probably a lot like Powell, except he's bigger. You know, he's seven feet, and he has the ability to play one-on-one -on -one defense and block shots, and he has the ability to rebound. Uh... If he plays hard, he could probably make the team. You know, at worst, he gets a two-way deal. Mavericks have both their two-way contracts. Um, Pinson's not eligible for it anymore, and I'm guessing they're just not going to bring back Moses Wright. Um, they'll probably give this guy Bingham a two-way deal if he comes out and performs well. Um, having a guy like that, you know, with you half your season, you know, you're not going to... You're not going to play a guy like that in the playoffs anyways, but if he's a guy that you can bring in and maybe put out in a game one day just to see what he can do, you know, if he's on a two-way contract, he's playing in Frisco, and when they get to come out and they get to spend their time with the NBA team, maybe put him in a game, see what he can do, you know, a game in December, who cares, right? Play him for five-minute stretch, see what he can do, you know, that kind of deal. Um, I, I don't know if he's... Like I said, somebody who can actually make the team or not, maybe after a year in the G League, he could show you something. I'm not sure, but I, I think it was a good pickup. Now, I'm glad they recognize that they, they do need a big. They do need um, they do need more size. They only have one center, and um, it's, it's something that I, I hope that's – I hope they – like I said, Mo Bamba is a guy that it would be nice. Now, um, one of the things that's come up is Jalen Brunson um, scenario. New York 
basically punted on this year's draft and traded Kimba Walker to Detroit. And we'll get to Kimba here in a minute because Kimba could be... Kimba could be somebody that the Mavs take a chance on. Um, you know, New York, they had the they had the 11th pick. They traded it away to Oklahoma City. And then they they traded for they not only they traded uh, him to Oklahoma City, but they they in turn traded they they were let me get this straight. I believe they received the number 13 pick from Charlotte. There was a lot of confusion with this deal, with this trade, but I, I've never gotten the full answer or the full, um, what do you call it, the full process of this, but from what I thought happened, this is just what I thought happened. I'm, I could be wrong, but Charlotte selected that Jalen during 13th, traded him to New York, who in turn traded him to Detroit with Kemble Walker to shed salary. So at the end of the day, you know, New York didn't have a first round pick and they were able to let Kemble Walker go. Now they say they're going to shed another player somehow. I don't know what they're going to do. My guess is they'll make a trade and add the Mavs draft pick onto it or one of the other three because I do think they received three protected picks. Um, there were three picks from teams that probably aren't going to be lottery picks. I think one's a Milwaukee pick, one's a Denver pick. Um, the other team I can't remember, but none of the picks they have are lottery picks except unless it's their own. They're all picks, first-round picks from good teams. So I think one might be from Washington, though. So that might be one that might be a decent pick, but it is protected. So um, New York basically punted, and they sent Kimball Walker to Detroit. And, the you know, they want to go hard at Jalen Brunson. Uh, you know, I think Dallas is wanting to pay Brunson around 18 to 20. And I think New York's willing to pay 25. Um, I think New York is something that is might be a challenge that he wants. I don't know. Someone had made the comment that he had said one day, like he wanted, he he. I think he let it slip and he tried to catch it that he had wanted the to control the ball more. I think he wants to be more of a ball dominant guy. Obviously, he's not going to be with Luka there. You want Luka to be the ball-dominant guy. Um, that's what he would be getting going to Detroit. He would be controlling the offense. Or Detroit, New York. He would be controlling the offense in New York. Um, he wouldn't be controlling the offense unless Luka's on the bench. And he would also you know, get to play for his dad. That's something I don't know if he really cares about or not. But, you know, he he would have to, you know, he would have to deal with losing if he went to New York. And I don't know if losing is something he wants to do. Um, supposedly he doesn't. But at the end of the day, if, you know, if Dallas thinks he's worth 18 to 19 and New York wants to give him 25, he, he might do it. I, I don't know. I... I think Dallas will be okay either way. I 
I would like Brunson to stay, and I would be good with 18 to 20 a year. I I get a little nervous getting up to the 25 and 30 a year with Brunson because you're basically paying him like an all-star, and I don't think he's an all-star. I don't think he'll ever make an all-star team. Even if he goes to New York, I just don't think he'll make an all-star team. I do think Jalen Brunson does have, like, I think he has room to grow. I think he's going to be better next year than he is this year. Uh, you know, I I don't want to see him go, but at the end of the day, I don't want a, a guy like Brunson taking up a lot of salary cap and keeping Dallas from getting better. And... You know, I don't know if a sign and trade is available. It, it I never really hear people talk about it when they, you know, when they discuss it. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I I, I know with Brunson's contract, the, the rules are the funny because of the contract he signed as a rookie. The rules are a bit different, so I don't know if it's sign and trade eligible. If it is, uh, you know. Getting play, getting a player back like Nerlens Noel and Cam Reddish might be beneficial for Dallas, along with some draft picks. You know, because they they do have I think four extra picks. It's the three they got last night plus Dallas's um, for next year. And you know, if Dallas could get something like Noel and Reddish, I, I think that could help Dallas. I don't, you know, I don't think Dallas will have a problem scoring the ball next year. You know, they're going to get Hardaway back next year, and you're going to have Dinwiddie for a whole season. So I don't think scoring the ball will be a problem, and bringing in two guys who can play defense might be beneficial. You know, Noel is a big who can defend, and Reddish is obviously a wing who can defend. Now, Reddish has had his struggles, but, you know, I don't think he's a, I don't think, uh, reddish is a complete product but yeah, Dallas could also take a chance on on uh, Julius Randall if that's what they want and now Randall struggled last year how much of his struggles were being a ba- on a bad team I don't know um, was he the reason they were a bad team maybe maybe not I'm not a huge fan of their coach I don't think they're I think their coach is one of the old school coach he's reminds me a lot of Rick Carlisle I don't think people respond to their type of coaching. Um, I think I think Thibodeau overplays guys, and I, I just I, I think if Randall were in a different situation, he'd be a better player. And Randall might get traded to another team. Um, he might be a guy that's moved by New York to clear some space, and they might have to attach some draft picks to it. But it might be to another team, and they might just try to sign Brunson outright. But if if Dallas, I in all reality, if Dallas could get like Noel and Radish, that's I that's who I would rather have because I don't think those guys are really, um, they're not really paid very highly, and I think they offer Dallas something that they need in their defensive abilities. So that's something that I would personally like to see if um indeed you can do a sign and trade if they do a sign and trade if Brunson does want to leave but if Brunson doesn't want to leave I'm totally fine with that too I'd like him to stay I think he can help this team um Dallas would still need to go out and sign a big and you know a backup 
and I think they'd have another spot. Maybe they bring in Dragic. Maybe they don't. Um, maybe their draft pick in Hardy keeps them from bringing in Dragic. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. <coughs> but I'm, I'm interested to see um, free agency starts next Thursday. I'm doing this on Friday, the day after the draft. So free agency starts on Thursday of next week. And... You know we'll have our answers by then. Um, I don't know if the I don't know if Brunson will sign day one or if he'll wait or what the situation will be. But um, a lot of the dominoes will fall. Obviously on the first night, um, Zach Levine was a, is a guy who I think is going to stay in Chicago, and I think he's probably the biggest free agent available. But I do think he stays in Chicago. Now, Brooklyn, Kyrie might be leaving Brooklyn, and he had six teams on his list, and one of those teams was Dallas. Um, I don't think there's a way he ends up in Dallas. I don't think Dallas is interested. I do think if New York tries for Bronson and doesn't get him, I think New York goes after Kyrie. I think New York is willing to overpay for something like that to bring in a star. Um, earlier I had brought up Kimba Walker. Supposedly he's going to do a buyout with Detroit. He's not going to play for Detroit. If for whatever reason Brunson does leave, you know, Kimba Walker was a guy Dallas wanted in the past. Um, if you could get him on a cheap one-year deal for him to play one of those prove-it years to try and get a bigger contract next year. Maybe that's something you go for, and you see what you can get out of Kimba for one year. Uh, bring him off the bench. I know he doesn't like that, but that's just what he's going to have to do. Um, I'm not interested in Kyrie on this team. I don't think Kyrie offers anything that Dallas needs. I think Dallas needs better defense. They, I think Dallas can fix their scoring woes that they may have had. Like their scoring offense wasn't that great. I think they could fix their scoring woes in other ways. And like, you know, obviously Christian Wood's going to help. He's a better scorer than Powell. And having Tim Hardaway will help. And like I said, having Bertans and Dinwiddie for the year is going to help. Hopefully Bertans can get his three-point shooting back up. And I think if they ran a little bit more up-tempo... I don't know if they will do that or not, but if that's something that they did, they could add some scoring. I think they run go slower so that um, to allow you know to help their defense out. But whether that's something they change or not, I don't know. But you know, Kimba is somebody who could help, but I he's not exactly the first guy on the list I'd rather, I'd like to have. So, um, but like I said, if Brunson leaves. You never know. Kimba could be a guy they might bring in, depending on what they get, if they are able to sign and trade, and if they are able to get something back. So that's going to be an interesting situation to watch. Um, Kevin Durant is... Nobody knows what's going to happen with Durant, if Kyrie leaves, if Durant's going to stay, if Durant's going to want to be traded. I don't know. Uh, I don't think Dallas has the best to offer I, you know, I was listening to some other pods, and you know, some they're making a good point. Like Phoenix could offer DeAndre Ayton, and that's probably the best 
that can be offered for Durant um, legitimately. Um, maybe Gobert or so. I don't know if if Brooklyn will be interested in Gobert, but you know Brooklyn would probably be interested in Aiden, and that's probably the best you can offer. Like anybody can offer for Kevin Durant. Um, I know Golden State could probably put together a package of like Wiggins and Kaminga and stuff like that, but I don't think he wants to go back to Golden State. Um, there's some other teams. You know, Memphis has guys, but what guys are they willing to give up? Um, you take certain guys off that team, does that make them? Obviously, Kevin Durant making them better, but if you're taking certain guys off that team that help them be successful this year, obviously you're you're losing guys and you don't want to lose guys. and um, So the whole Kevin Durant thing will be interesting. I don't think Dallas has anything Brooklyn wants. We'd have to start with either Brunson or Dinwiddie. And you'd probably have to have Hardaway in it. And that's where it starts. Who else you have to add in, I don't know. But I I don't think Durant leaves. I think Durant stays. I think like I said, if, if Brunson stays in New if Brunson stays in Dallas, I think New York will probably try to trade and Brooklyn will probably be able to get some players back that can help them, especially if you get Ben Simmons back on the court. He can run your point. And if you can get some guys, some depth added with that Kyrie trade to New York, it might make Brooklyn better in the long run. So, you know, Durant might actually stay. But uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll keep an eye on that. And... Other than that, you know, uh, Jeremy Grant was traded to from Detroit to Portland. It's a good move for Portland. Um, they're going to be a better team than they were last year if Lillard can stay healthy. I don't. I think they're going to compete for a play-in. I don't know if they're going to compete for the top six, but I do think they can compete for the um, seven through ten. Uh, you know. I think Dallas is a top six team along with Golden State and Phoenix. And, you know, I'll, I'll do my predictions later. But I think if I think Portland can compete for play in tournament, um, you know, they got Shane Sharp, who's a guy. He's like a he's like a scoring guard. He's not really going to help them immediately. So, you know, they they sort of tanked. To I think try and move the pick. I think Ananobi was a, a guy that was brought up for the number seven pick. I don't know if that's something they're still interested in doing. If Portland or if Toronto's interested in Shane Sharp and they still want to trade Ananobi for I don't know. Uh, Toronto could just keep Ananobi on the roster. Um, We'll see how that. I don't know. I, Ananobi wants out, and I don't know if Toronto's gonna oblige him or not. But I, I don't know where he would go or what. I don't know what his value is. But I mean, he would work well in Dallas. But I don't want to give up too much. I mean, I'd give up Bertans for him, you know. But I, I don't want to give up too much for him because I really, I know he's a good player. But how good is he? I don't know. Um. Uh, some people like them. Some people actually have kind of petered out on them. They're not as high on them as they used to be. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with him. 
But other than that, there, there weren't really major trades. There were some trades of, you know, draft picks and stuff like that. Um, as far as the draft is concerned, um, Bancaro went first to Orlando. And I always thought he was the best player in this draft. I thought it was going to be crazy for him to go third. But it wouldn't be shocking because a lot of guys go third who are really good. You know, like Luka and Michael Jordan and stuff like that. You know, the Jason Tatum went third, and, you know, it's it was going to be one of those things where I, I think Orlando was going to overthink it, and I, I think they did the right thing. I think they picked the right guy, and I think he's going to be a really good player in this league. Now, Chet went to Oklahoma City. Um, that's probably the right team for him because he's not going to have any pressure. He's going to get to play every night do what he wants um they're gonna be a bad team next year they're josh giddy is really good i do like him but oklahoma's gonna finish in the bottom five of the west they're not making the playoffs um so i don't even think they're gonna compete for the tournament the play-in tournament so i just think they're gonna be a bottom five um houston took jabari smith he was the third guy um that most people felt the the top three guys were worthy of number one. It didn't matter. Just one of those guys. So Houston does get a good player, but again, I think they're going to be bottom five in the West. Um, Sacramento surprised some people. They took the Keegan Murray guy instead of Jay Nivey, and some people like the pick. Some people don't. I don't think they wanted to pick another guard because they've been they picked a guard four to the last five years. They only have two of those guards left. Uh, they, you know, they traded Halliburton, and let me see. It was Fox. It was Mitchell. It was Halliburton, and I don't even remember the other guard they took. But um, they finally took a bigger player, and. Some people like them, you know. Some people thought, I thought people who didn't like them, their argument was kind of dumb. They thought he was too old because he's like 21. And I just, man, you're 21. You're still going to get a good 12 to 15 years in this league. There's a pretty good chance Murray's not going to be, Murray's going to have his best years in another team other than Sacramento. Those are the odds at this point. You know, I look at, these drafts the last few years you know even going back to when Tatum was drafted the first two picks aren't even on those teams anymore Fultz isn't on 76ers anymore you know Ball's not on the Lakers and we're not even that far in I mean how far in of, of that draft are we you know <coughs> DeAndre Ayton's probably going to be on another team this year Marvin Bagley's already on another team Right, and they were picked two, you know, before Luca. So, these guys, unless they're, I don't even know, unless they work out, they end up on other teams, you know. So, if you think he can contribute to your team next year, you take him. If you think he's going to be contributing in five years, you take him. You don't worry about him being twenty-one, right? You don't worry about him being nineteen. You don't worry about him being twenty-two. You just you take him. You know, Phoenix did that with Cam Johnson. They took him 11th. A lot of people thought he was too old. And it, it's turned out good for him, right? They went to the finals, you know, and he was a big part of that. Um, 
Now Sacramento will also be a bottom five team next year. I don't think they're going to make the play-in tournament. Um, Detroit got lucky. They got the Jay Nivey. They got the perfect player to put next to Cam. Um, or Cade. Cade Cunningham. And I think since they got Ivy, I just don't think they're going to go after Brunson anymore. I didn't think they thought they would get Ivy. And so, you know, they were always a threat to go after Brunson as well. But I think getting Ivy kind of takes them out of that. Uh, I think they like Ivy. And I think they're just going to start him next to Kate Cunningham and just go from there. I don't, Like I said, I don't think they're going after Brunson anymore. They could go after anybody they wanted at this point. They have a ton of cap space. What they're going to do with it, I don't know. We'll see. I just don't think it's going to be Brunson. Um, Indiana took a forward from Arizona. Um, whether he's any good or not, I don't know. You know, Portland, I talked about Shane Sharp. New Orleans did take the Dyson Daniels. He was the first G League guy drafted. Number eight, some people like him because he is a, a really good defender. And they think a lot of people liked it, liked the pick for them because they felt like it fit the team they're putting together. New Orleans has done a really good job putting a team together. If you can get Zion back next year, I, I think New Orleans could maybe even make a top six. I, I think they can be that good. I think they've done a really good job as far as, you know, the the C.J. McCollum trade, the Herb Jones draft pick. Um, they, they have quality depth on that team. They got Larry Nance. You know, they're going to have Valanchunas. They're going to have Brandon Ingram. And Jackson Hayes is a guy who I don't know if he's going to be there or not, but a guy like Jackson Hayes is replaceable. A guy like Jackson Hayes could come and play in Dallas. That might be a guy Dallas targets who, you know, we don't know. But I think he's unrestricted free agent. I'm not 100% sure. But I think New Orleans is doing a really good job putting a team together. And I do think they have an opportunity to make a top six. And that's going to be one of my sort of surprise picks when I, you know, I'm giving it an early um, preview. I'm not going to, you know, rank everybody just yet. Obviously, I'll wait till. August, September before I do all that. But I do think New Orleans could sneak into a top six spot. San Antonio took a good player. Some people liked the pick. Other people didn't. I think it fits what San Antonio is trying to do. I don't think you're going to get... You know, once you get to these picks up here, you're just trying to get a guy to... I don't know. Like Obviously, there are some guys that are taking in the teens that can be star players, you know, like your Donovan Mitchells and your Giannis's and stuff like that. But I just don't think that guy is in this draft. Um, so, you know, San Antonio got a guy that could fit their team. Uh, Wizard drafted a guard, Johnny Davis. A lot of people had them taking him in, the, in their mocks. So that was like one that everybody got right. Um, New York traded their pick. He's a French guy to OKC. He was another good OKC player for them to get Jalen Williams. They took two Jalen Williamses. And I think both guys are going to help OKC. I think OKC had a fantastic night. Um, I think OKC's doing a really good job putting a team together. Charlotte drafted that Jaden Duran out of Memphis and traded him to Detroit. I think Detroit had a fantastic night. Um, and then, you know, a, a couple notables, like uh, Mark Williams was a guy I loved that played center for Duke. I would have loved Mavs to get him. He could have started for Dallas last year, but 
He went to Charlotte. It's exactly what Charlotte needs. A.J. Griffin was a good player at Duke. He went to Atlanta. Um, some of these guys, I, I really didn't know. Some of them, they had Dallas. You know, some of these teams had Dallas. They're like this Walker Kessler. He's a center out of Auburn. Some people mocked him to Dallas at 26 before the trade was made. He ended up going to Minnesota. Um, Miami drafted the Nikola, Nikola Jovic, which was interesting. Um, I'm curious to see if he plays. I think he will play. I think he wants to play. So, um, and then, you know, there's just uh, other guys who, I, like I said, I I didn't really know some of them. Some of them I did, and they're not really that important to talk about. As far as second round, you know, some people thought Dallas might go after the Christian Coloco from Arizona. Toronto picked him up at 33. Um, Jalen Williams was a guy I brought up. Some people had him mocked to Dallas at 26. Um, he ended up going in the second round to OKC. Dallas obviously drafts the Jaden Hardy. Um, New Orleans got the EJ Liddell guy that some people thought Dallas should trade back into the second round and get. Um, like he's a defender. He defends bigger than his size. It's a good pickup for New Orleans. Um, he's a guy who could probably help him out just defensively. He could probably get out there and play defense year one. Um, he's not a guy who's going to score really a bunch of points. <coughs> but like I said, I think he could. I think he could play his rookie year because I think he's another guy who's a bit older. I think he could get out there and play right away. Um, born in two thousand in December, so it makes him. 21, it'll be 22 going throughout the season, so he is a little bit older. Like I said, I think he's a guy that will come out and play um, play some defense during the um, season for New Orleans. Um, other than that, um, Kamagate or whatever his name is, he ended up going to Portland. He was another guy a lot of people wanted Dallas to try and get. Cleveland drafted... Um, Mobley, Evan Mobley's brother, which was kind of funny. Um, and other than that, you know, I really didn't, like I said, I didn't know a lot of these guys. So um, there was a, a lot of guys towards the end were foreign players who probably won't play in the NBA. Some might, some might not. Um, we'll see. But overall, I thought OKC and Detroit had fantastic nights. I thought Dallas did well for what they had. New Orleans had a good night. Um, I, you know, everybody else, you know, some some teams did okay. Some teams probably left some things, that, you know, left to be desired. I, you know, obviously I think Orlando did the right thing. Um, I think Houston, I think some Houston um, fans were a little bit disappointed. I think Houston wanted Bench Caro, and and you know well, I'll be excited to you know I, I like that Orlando got a good player and Detroit's going to be a good team. You know they're I'm in the Central Time Zone here in America, and you know I like watching. You know I do the league pass, and I like watching Eastern Time Zone games. They start an hour early. I get them turn a game on at six o'clock, and I can start watching. 
uh, from East Coast games and Detroit and Orlando are two teams I can watch because they're going to have good teams and they're going to be fun to watch. You know, they're uh, both teams probably not going to make the playoffs. Cleveland's another one that I enjoyed watching last year. They started early. Um, Cleveland might make the playoffs this year. You know, they're they're going to be an improved team, and you know. The East Coast teams are getting a little bit better. They're getting a little bit more fun to watch. You know, if Brooklyn can figure out what they're going to do. And, you know, Philly, you know, these are all teams that I get early starts on. Because, you know, if they their games start at 6 o'clock and then the Mavs don't start till 7.30, you know, I get a good hour and a half of basketball before um, I got to switch, you know, because I got to watch the Mavs. But, you know, Memphis is another one that starts early as well. So... <coughs> Sorry, I'm still dealing with my COVID, but I think I'm going to end the pod there. I uh, I probably won't do another pod for another week unless something major happens. I don't think anything major will happen. I do think because of, you know, the week before the free agency, I, I know things can happen. I know trades can happen, I think, but we'll see. Um, the, the free agency starts Thursday, so I might do another Friday pod, um, let sort of the free agency happen and then sort of kind of get my, um, opinion on some of it, see if anything happens with the Mavs, but my next pod probably won't be till next Friday. And then, you know, once summer comes, you know, we're going to have the summer league. We're going to have guys to watch in the summer league now that the Mavs got, a, I think, a good pick. They're going to have a fun team in the summer league. And um, hopefully, you know, Hardy's a guy that can, you know, show something for him. And it'll be interesting to watch him play in the summer league. Uh, Luke is going to play for Team Slovenia. I think they do play tomorrow. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it or not. There's been I've been trying to follow people on Twitter that usually give me links to watch these games, and they're having problems finding. So I'm gonna try my what I can do and see if I can find it. If I can't, I'll just try and find highlights or whatever. But I think Luca is gonna play tomorrow for Slovenia. It's a friendly game. It's not. I don't think it means anything. It's against Italy, I think. So I don't know who's playing for Italy tomorrow. Or I, I guess I could look that up, but. I don't know if Gallinari is going to play or um, the other two. I can't remember. Um, some of the other Bellinelli was one. I, I, I can't remember some of their names, but um, I, I don't know how many people are going to, how many NBA players are going to have playing for Italy's team tomorrow. But other than that, it's just a friendly, so he probably won't play a lot. So I'm not going to work too hard on trying to watch it. Um, I think the game on Thursday next Thursday, or the 30th, I think, is when they play, like, an official game that they have to win. I could be wrong. I'm not 100% sure. I'll, I'll know more later, but I think the game next Thursday is the one for the to get into the Euro tournament or whatever, but um, we'll see. But uh, other than that, I'm going to end it there. Um, if you could rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I'd appreciate it. Leave a like, a comment, and five stars. But uh, other than that, we'll see you next time. Later.